Well, my message this morning, is, uh, the title is, uh, as we have on the, on the slide there, which is, God Knows Your Name. Um, and <clears throat> I want to focus this morning on the scripture in John chapter 10 and 2 to 5. Uh, and it says this, but the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognizes his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them. And after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Now for maybe if there are some uh, theologians listening to me uh, this morning. Uh, many commentators use this simply as an illustration of the work of the pastor in the church. But it's <coughs> good to remember that the work of the pastor in the church is always modeled on Jesus himself. And so um, it's, <coughs> you know, I was thinking about this and it says, you know, uh, he calls his own by name and leads them out and um, you know, when God wants to speak to you and me, how does he speak to you and me? Okay. When he wants to get our attention, when God wants to get our attention, you know, he doesn't say or shout out, hey, you. He actually calls me by my name. Isn't that wonderful? He focuses on me personally. He has the knowledge of my name. Now the psalmist says this, that he even knew me in my mother's womb. So <laughs> that's not uh, a long stretch to uh, go from there to believing that he knows my name. Now the implication we're to take from this is more than just a warm, uh, comforting, fuzzy feeling. Or isn't it just for me to know that, isn't that nice? God knows my name. The imp implication is far greater than that. It means that God intends to have an intimate relationship with each and every one of us. He knows our names so that he can communicate with us on an intimate basis. He knows my name, which is wonderful, but it's just as important, maybe more important, that we know what that implies and means for our lives. So the assurance that he knows my name, which is wonderful, is not the main thing I want to focus on this morning. What I want to focus on is this, and if you can put the next slide up, <clears throat> please. He says, after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. He knows our name, but it's important that we know his voice. Amen? They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. And so uh, here's a question. Here's a question. Do you, this morning... 
recognize his voice. Do you know this morning what the voice of Jesus sounds like? I'm sure that you don't need me to remind you this morning that we've never been in a place in such a time as now that makes it paramount and essential that as believers we know what it is to know the voice of Jesus. It is important that whoever we are listening to or following, whether in the media, on the social networks, we need to know whether we are listening to the voice of Jesus and not that of a man. Our calling as believers is to be led by Jesus and not by a man. You see, our biggest challenge is how to distinguish this morning between human charisma, how to distinguish between human charisma or maybe even oratorial skills of persuasion, which may appeal to the flesh, and to distinguish between that and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. How do we do that? In Revelations, we, we read this, and on many occasions when Jesus the, was speaking to the churches, he says, he who has a hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And so our challenge is to hear what the Spirit is saying to us today. During these turbulent times politically, I have heard many who claim to speak in the name of the Lord say things, which when I ask myself, would Jesus have said that? Or maybe would Jesus have said it like that? When I consider what they say and ask myself those questions, it becomes obvious that Jesus wouldn't have said that and Jesus wouldn't have spoken like that. And when that happens, it tells me that what I have heard is the voice of a man and not of Jesus. You see, in listening to those who claim to speak for God, we must have a filter through which their words must pass. We have to have a filter. And one of the best filters we have, or we can have, is an intimate knowledge of who Jesus and the Father are by revelation of the Holy Spirit. And such knowledge gives us a template or a, a checklist against which we can judge what we accept and what we reject. And I believe it's important that this includes not only what is said, but how it is said. What do I mean by that? So much of what is said by many today is devoid of grace and humility. And not only that, even from pulpits, we, it involves slander and condemnation, which are contrary to the word of God. Jesus said in our text, after he has gathered his own, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. 
We're talking about those things that influences our thought life. Those things, the messages that we hear that have an influence over our thought life and which actually end up influencing our actions. The Word of God says it is out of the abundance of the heart a man speaks. Or in another way, the Word of God talks about it's by their fruit you shall know them. By their fruit you shall know them. So why is it important to consider these things? It's important to consider these things this morning because we live in a time when we need God like we've never needed God before. Not only do we need God like we've never heard him before, but the world needs God like it's never needed him before. And it's important, therefore, that before we can show a world which is in confusion, before we can show that the world which is in confusion, we <coughs> who Jesus is, we must know him. We must know him. To show the world to Jesus, to show the world Jesus, then we must know him. Not just know about him, but we must know him personally and intimately. We must have a close day-to-day -day relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. It's important that we have a daily dialogue with him through prayer and in his word. We must know his ways. We need today. The church needs today. The world needs today a revelation of who God is. And God has purposed to bring that revelation to the world through you and me as believers. You just put the next slide up. And so it's important to remember that God has built us for a covenant relationship with him. That's why he knows our name. That's why he, it's important to know that he knows our name. See, our destiny as a believer ultimately is to know God. Jesus spoke it himself, didn't he? He says, this is the purpose of life eternal, that you might know God. Our growth, our maturing as Christians is dependent on listening to the voice of God. And the better we get to know God, the more clearly we will recognize his voice. <clears throat> to be fulfilled in the way that God intends us to be fulfilled, to be blessed and to be successful in the plan that God has for us, for our lives, <clears throat> it is vital that we be led by the Holy Spirit. And that is the only way that we're going to enjoy what Jesus declared, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Because ultimately, ultimately, our destiny as believers, our ult ultimate destiny as believers is to be conformed into the image and the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Put the next slide up, please. See, God wants to be involved in and part of every area of our lives. You see, it's important to recognize that. 
Christianity, our faith is not just to be an add-on in our lives. When we stop, maybe, and we say, well, I, I want to improve my life. I want my life to be better. And so people go through things, well, you know, if I add this hobby or I had this little thing on and, and if I start exercising this, and Christianity is not to be an add-on to improve my life in that way. Christian, God wants to be involved in and part of every area of our lives. Every area of our lives. Our homes, our workplace, our church, God wants to be, at it to be part of every aspect of my life. As the, the scripture which is there says, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. What a wonderful thing that is go, <coughs> would be, will be when we surrender our lives to the Lord. To know that God is filling my life. To know that every part of my life is affected through my faith and through my uh, uh, relationship with God uh, and with Jesus and with the Father. <clears throat> Praise God this morning. If we are God's children, we can be led by the Holy Spirit every day. Amen? Romans reminds us about that. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. These are sons of God. And, and that's important. You know, that's not just a, a, a statement, okay, that, that, that is a sort of... Uh, a uh, loose, uh, uh, loose statement, it, when the, <coughs> the scripture uses the word sons of God, it means, <coughs> obviously, we have to go back to that time. Uh, at that time, uh, sons were the main uh, inheritors of uh, the, the, the family uh, fortunes, if you can put it that way. As many as are led by spirit, as sons of God, we have an inheritance from God. Amen? We have an inheritance of God. Now, it's important to, to remember that although we can hear God's voice, it doesn't mean that every thought that runs through our heads is from God. <laughs> there are many voices that compete for our attention. I'm not going to go into a lot of those things this morning. But we, it's important for us to know that we can train our ear to recognize the voice of God above all the other voices, above all, all the other noise. Amen? In Hebrews chapter 5, it says, Solid food belongs to those who have of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Amen? And so we have to put these things into practice in our lives <clears throat> so that we are able to discern whether we hear what we hear is of God or maybe even our own flesh or even the devil. Now, God speaks in many ways, and I'm not going to get into that this morning because uh, I will be covering ground that's covered in the, um, in the Connect Group's material. Okay, God speaks in many ways. God, uh, this morning... I want to just focus on uh, some key things. First of all, Scripture is central. The Word of God is central. All Scripture is God-breathed, 
and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It's interesting, when Paul wrote this, they didn't have the New Testament. <laughs> they only had the Old Testament. Uh, but I look at this and I think, well, it's not just talking about uh, their situation then, but it's, it's also prophetic regarding the New Testament scriptures. <laughs> All scriptures is God-breathed. Amen? See, we need to remember that God will never contradict himself. God will never contradict himself. So <clears throat> we can look to the scriptures for help to confirm what the Holy Spirit is speaking inside of us. God has spoken to man, the Bible says, and God has given to us so that we can uh, make the right decisions according to the word of God, recognizing the voice of God by <clears throat> in those situations where we are faced and we have to make, uh, make decisions or come to a conclusion about what is of God and what is not of God. It's important that we, we test whatever we, 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 we want to put into practice in our lives, that we test it versus the scriptures or versus the word of God. And I'm confident that the, uh, this morning, that there is nothing that can come into our life's experience that God's word will not speak into or cannot speak into. Next, it's important to recognize that we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Next slide. And I will pray the Father, Jesus said, and he will give you another helper that he might, may abide with you forever. A spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be <coughs> uh, in you. Amen. Isn't that, isn't that, I like that last confirmation there. It says, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Amen. Hallelujah. See, that, that, that is actually a major uh, uh, difference between the Old Testament understanding of the Holy Spirit versus the New Testament, a new covenant understanding of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, God was always with them. But in the New Testament, because of the, Lord, uh, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the, uh, and the release of the Holy Spirit uh, at Pentecost, now the Holy Spirit is not just with us, but he is in us. Amen. Isn't that exciting? Amen. And so the Holy Spirit guides us uh, into all truth. Uh, there's another scripture that, uh, that is not on the, uh, will not be shown on the, uh, on the screen. It says in John chapter 16, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Amen. And that's an important thing to, to understand and to recognize this morning regarding the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. 
when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he will always be pointing you to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And so it is through the Holy Spirit that we are given knowledge of how and when to apply which scriptures to which, <coughs> uh, uh, apply to which scriptures to apply to whatever situation. Praise God. And it's important that we, we recognize that this morning. The Holy Spirit is at work in us. I was reading scripture in Second uh, uh, Timothy chapter 1, and, and, and Paul says, although he was suffering, he was in prison, and when he was writing that letter to Timothy, he says, uh, although I'm suffering this, I am confident one thing, that he that hath begun a good work in me will complete it. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank God for the work of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> which is uh, working to complete us uh, and to make us more like the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we said a little bit earlier, to bring us to that place where we are conformed to the likeness and the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so important that every believer uh, accepts that reality that we have the Holy Spirit to lead us and direct us and to teach us in our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. And helps us to accomplish the mission that God wants us to accomplish for his purpose. Couple of questions. Couple of questions. You can put that slide up, please. Are you ready to listen? We have to be ready to listen. And secondly, why do you want to hear him? These are, these are some important, important questions. Do you want to hear God's voice? Well, if you want to hear God's voice, you've got to, you've got to take time. You've got to put effort into it. And you've got to be ready to listen and willing to obey. Amen? Uh, as I... <clears throat> Think about these things that, you know, that old hymn comes back and says, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. We have to have ears to hear what the Spirit says, but not only must we have ears to hear what the Spirit says, but we must be willing to obey what the Spirit says. We must always be ready to turn to God for help. Amen? Hallelujah. Now the other question, why do you want to hear? Why do you want to hear God's voice? What that is, <clears throat> reminds us of is the fact that motives are important in anything that we do. Motives, uh, in James chapter 4 and verse 3, it says this, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. You see, everything that we, get, that we receive from God is for his purposes, is for his glorify, to glorify him. And pride, we have to be careful that we avoid pride because pride is a hindrance. You know, uh, so many things, you know, I... I I don't want to sort of in any way sort of put myself above anybody else, but I, I want to tell you, um, I, it bothers me when, when, when a preacher stand up and say, 
boy, I have got a word, and you better listen to the word that I've got. I've got a word. And if you listen to what I'm going to say to you, you're going to be blessed. I want to tell you, the only thing that can bless me is the word of God, <laughs> not man's words. Okay. And pride, pride is so easily, and I, I pray that God will keep me humble before him <laughs> as we share the word of God. And so it's important to distinguish between voices. Learning to sort out the voice of the enemy from the voice of the spirit is critical to our spiritual well-being. If you can put the next slide up. Okay. When Satan speaks, he has only one purpose, and that is to do harm. Satan has no other purpose than to lead you and me in talking in, 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 in a, a um, sense of eternity. Satan has only one goal in life, and that is to bring you and me to death. He, he is the minister of death. The voice of the Holy Spirit affirms, Satan brings judgment and condemnation. God comes with a conviction and a way forward. Amen? Hallelujah. When space speaks, only one purpose, to do harm, and so on. And I'm, I'm going <clears> to <throat> go uh, on a little bit faster. Okay. Um, you see, the voice of the Holy Spirit is very different from the voice of Satan. And the voice of the Holy Spirit only is to bring affirmation into our lives, to tell us that God is for us and not against us. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, one of the things we have to be careful about is, is knowing that the voice of the Holy Spirit doesn't always make us feel good. Aha. Uh -huh. um, why? Because sometimes we sin. Sometimes we sin. Um, now, in those times, God will bring correction, but he will not bring condemnation. Amen? Okay. The difference between God's corrective discipline and the enemy's discouragement. Satan brings judgment and condemnation. God comes with conviction and a way forward. Satan's discouragement says you've sinned too many times for God to forgive you again. You are weak and you are hopeless. That sin was the last straw. God is against you now. It won't do any good to apologize. That's the voice of Satan. Okay. What the Holy Spirit says is what you did was wrong. You are forgiven. Here's what you need to do to make the situation right. I will help you take the right <coughs> step. Don't deny your sin. Confess it and receive forgiveness. God will always bring us to a place where we can progress in our walk with him. Amen? Um, and finally, this morning, as we, you're seeking to know in maybe uh, circumstances where you have to make a decision regarding things in your life, direction in your life, I want to share with you some uh, things that you can ask yourself and so that uh, God, you can know God's leading and direction in whatever decisions you make. Okay. Um, here's the list, okay. Does it line up with scripture? 
Will it lead you into a closer relationship with God? Will it lead you into expressing love, putting God and the benefit of others before your own benefit? Will it lead to a dying of self and a greater manifestation of Christ's life in you? Does it create greater humility in you and a greater dependence upon God? And does it create greater love, joy, and peace from God in you? Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, um, sometimes you hear some, some things and, and, and you say, boy, uh, that doesn't make me feel very encouraged. But the, when God speaks to us, I thank God that when he speaks to us and when he comes by the Holy Spirit to, to, into our situation, into our circumstance, okay, we will know that sense of the reality of the love of God and the joy of God and the peace of God, no matter what we may be going through. And the psalmist says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen? Is the joy of the Lord your strength this morning? It's wonderful to know that God knows me by name. But praise God this morning. Not only does he know me by name, it's important that I know his voice. That when he calls me and comes to me and wants to uh, 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 speak into my life, that I know that it's his voice and not the voice of any other. The voice of the, the devil, the voice of Satan, the voice of my own flesh, the voice of any man who's trying to uh, uh, project himself as the voice of God. Praise God, when he comes, he will minister into my life joy and peace and love. The Lord bless you and have a great week.